Welcome to It's a Good Life, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Before we begin, I want to tell you about It's a Good Life Plus, our new ad-free subscription on Apple Podcasts. All you've got to do is open the Apple Podcast app and click on It's a Good Life. You'll see a banner under the logo that removes ads and unlocks early access to episodes. It's just five bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. Either way, continue listening to It's a Good Life and sharing the show with others. And here's our man, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and thanks for joining us on It's a Good Life. Uh, I am so excited to share with you today's episode, which is entitled, How to Delight Your Customers. I saw two interviews recently that really inspired me to talk about this today. One was by Warren Buffett, the other by Tom Cruise. Now, that might be the first time you've heard those two men's names ever mentioned in the same sentence. Warren Buffett was in an interview with Charlie Rose, and it's fair to say that Warren might not be the most relational person in the history of mankind. So when he answered a question from Charlie Rose a certain way, it just grabbed my attention. Charlie asked him, what's the secret to success in business? Now, you would expect Warren Buffett to do a whole bunch of things on EBITDA and profit and loss and value investing and so on and so forth. And he said the following, delight your customers. That's the secret to success in business. No one ever went out of business having millions of delighted customers. Well, I stopped that and recorded it and watched that again. You know, later that day, I was watching an interview with Tom Cruise at a French film festival. My son is in film school, and he got all excited about this interview with Tom Cruise, and I sat down. And the French interviewer said to him, Tom, you're the last of the great movie stars. Why is that? And Tom's response was, you know, I don't give a second thought to being a movie star. What I'm consumed by every day is how to delight an audience in a movie theater. So the greatest investor of our time and the biggest movie star of our time both have the same answer when talking about the secret to success, and it's delighting their customer. And so that's actually become my theme for this year. We want to delight you, our audience. I want to delight all of the attendees at our events. And I want my company to delight all the people we coach and train and how we go about it. I'm not thinking about the economy. I'm not thinking about the interest rates. I'm not thinking about the Fed. Uh, I'm not thinking about the negative news or the politics. We're thinking about how to delight our customers. And so if you have a business or you're thinking about going into business, I think this would be a great thing to think about. How to delight your customers. You know, the contrary to delighting your customers, obviously, is unhappy customers. And we have a lot of those in the marketplace today. Poor customer service cost businesses last year $75 billion, according to a report by New Voice Media. Nothing said about the loss in referrals and endorsements and advocacy that comes from that lost business. We all know that poor customer service is the death knell for a business. Client defections, loss of revenue. It increases our costs. It damages our brand. It gets our staff more stressed out, leading to quitting because they're having a harder time standing behind the product we offer and serve. Zendesk said 80% of customers leave after more than one disappointing service experience. So we know that there's a cost to not delighting our customers. The truth of the matter is most companies today are simply just trying to get by and give the customer what they're paying for. There's not a lot of thought about this. And that's why entrepreneurs have a chance to absolutely prosper. 
You know, you're competing against these giant companies and corporations and stores. We know they have publicly traded money. They have all kinds of asset. They can compete on price. They can do all kinds of things. Even during a pandemic, they get to stay open and all the small businesses have to shut down. But the fact of the matter is, for an entrepreneur, you can still prosper and grow beyond anybody's expectations, including your own. And that really gets down to delighting your customer. You can fill a need. You can find a niche. You can exceed people's expectations and they'll tell the world. You do it. Think of the restaurant in town that you refer because the food is great. The service is awesome. And it's not some big chain or franchise. Who are the people you refer? What are the companies you refer? What are the services you refer? The people you refer because somebody's delighted you. The fact of the matter is, if we focus on delighting our customers, first of all, it's a positive focus. Second of all, it gets the focus off ourselves, our own problems, the problems our business have, and focus on our customers. How do I delight my customer? Okay? So the word delight in the Webster's Dictionary is to bring great pleasure, satisfaction, or happiness. Who doesn't want to do that? I mean, who doesn't want to have a job where they bring a great sense of pleasure or satisfaction or happiness to people? Now, a customer, by definition, is an individual or business that purchases another company's goods or services. So we want to take people who purchase our goods and services, and we want to bring them pleasure, satisfaction, and happiness. And if we do that, not only will we have good customers, not only will they refer us, but we'll actually find joy in our work. It's joy. Your staff is inspired to help. You know, at our company Christmas party this year, we took the time to stop the event and play a video of a client of ours whose life had been transformed because of our coaching program. And, you know, we are awash with these stories. We have thousands of clients. We've all so many stories of people whose business has changed, their life has changed, their finances have been changed. It's what we do every day. But we took the time to stop the Christmas party and say, hey, just don't forget what we do. And we watched this video. We'd sent a camera crew to Canada to video the story of a remarkable lady who turned around her life. Her dad had died from drinking when she was 13. Her mom left the family two years later. She had three young siblings. And as a young teenage girl, she's taking care of her family. Couldn't go to university, had to start over and work and became a secretary in a real estate office, then joined a team, then got into business. And one day she's in the back of a room. She said she was pregnant, eating a Big Mac in an event I did in Canada. And I was talking about our working by referral systems. And she had this great experience. We put on a delightful event. You come to our events, just so you know, I've never had anybody ask for a refund in 30 years of business because we delight people at the event. And she said, there's a lot to this. And she got into coaching. And now she's become, if not the most successful agent in the country of Canada, one of the most successful. And she has this great story and built up this fantastic team. And she makes millions of dollars. And she's this great inspirational story. And we showed a video of that to our staff. And our staff came up to me. And we had this great party. And we gave them all bonuses for Christmas. And we had this great show. And the Buffini and Company staff put a band together. And we had a great meal. But one after another, people who'd been with me for decades, walking up tears streaming down their face. It's just so good to be reminded of what we do. You know, when you delight your customers, you end up having a delightful staff, a great customer service, great employees, great culture, because what you do delights the end customer. So I got three ways to help you today, as I always do, to help you delight your customers. First of all, fill the need. Second of all, go the extra mile. And third, make it extraordinary. So let's talk about filling a need. There's many needs a customer has. And the first thing is first. And that is you need to find out what the customer's 
transactional need is. You know, when somebody comes to me to buy a house, the first thing I got to talk to them about is a house. I want to find out what their, all their needs are. But the bottom line is if somebody comes to me and I have all these perks and all these privileges and all these mints on the pillows, little services that I like to provide, it doesn't matter if I don't help them get a house. So the fact of the matter is you got to make sure that you do the first thing first. And I, I've seen companies who work at have a magical day or where you want to add the magic and the service sucked, okay? Can't be doing that. So what's their transactional need? Make sure you understand what the transactional need is. Ernest Hemingway said, I like to listen. I've learned a great deal from listening carefully. Most people never listen. What made him a great writer? He was a great listener. Stephen Covey said, seek first to understand, then be understood. And then Peter Drucker, quality in a service or product is not what you put into it. It is what the customer gets out of it. So you got to find out what the need is of the customer. What's the transaction need? The second thing is, what's the emotional need? Back in my real estate days, I would ask somebody, what's your biggest fear or concern about the upcoming transaction? Concern was logical. Fear was the emotional. I'd say to them, let me ask you, have you ever worked with a real estate agent before? Tell me about that experience. They would always tell me the bad. And when they told me the bad, I'd just write it. I'd write it down. Well, they never kept in touch with us. I never heard from them. I was in the dark all the time. It was very stressful. Okay, great. So what I'm hearing you say is, you'd really like me to be in touch with you. Let me ask you, what's the best way for me to be in touch with you? You want a call every day? Would you like an email? Would you like a text? Sometimes they tell you what they don't want. And in telling you what they don't want, they're telling you what they do want. And now here's the deal. When I'm communicating with somebody every day with just a little update, I'm taking away the fear, which is, I don't know what's going on. And the person is struggling with anxiety or worry. It's a big purchase. They're buying a home. They're moving their family. Their kids are changing schools. They want to know what the heck's going on. What does the realtor do? I want to put my head down and do a great job. So I'm taking care of all the reports and I'm taking care of all the disclosures and I'm taking care of the loan and I'm taking care of the inspections and I'm doing all the real estate work. But I forget that the emotional need of the customer is more important, which is they need to be informed. And even it's, hey, just so you know, not much happening today. I'm on top of it. All looks smooth so far. You're meeting the emotional need. So what's the transactional need? First, I want a house. Second, what's the customer's need? Albert Gray said this, remember your needs are logical, but your wants and desires are sentimental and emotional. Teddy Roosevelt, my favorite president, said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Everybody knows that statement. Everybody knows it. The reason that's, as they say, a colloquial expression is because it's so true. Hazel Edwards said, ease your customer's pain. That's how you meet the emotional needs. And so transactional need, emotional need. The third thing is how can you fill the need better than anyone else? That's really where innovation comes in. That's where creativity comes in. That's where your service comes in. A.G. Gaston said, find a need and fill it. Successful businesses are found on the needs of people. So first of all, we want to find the need. Transactional, emotional, and then how can we do it better than our competition? Secondly, you want to go the extra mile. Now, I did an episode uh, on this in episode 87, actually, it was called The Unexpected Extras. So if you want to go back to the original Brian Buffini show, season one, and look up episode 87, I did a whole show on The Unexpected Extras. And this is a little different take than that, but it fits in hand in hand with that. Once you go the first mile, which is the transactional needs, the emotional needs, and then do it better, then you want to go the extra mile. You want to be timely, communicative, you want to follow through, You want to deliver what your promises were, okay? Say what you're going to do and do what you just said. I know that's real basic stuff, but how many of you have experienced absolutely horrible customer service these days? And the bottom line is it's just accepted. 
Here's what I'm going to say to you. People can get my business, but not my loyalty. Now, the reason is I might do business with somebody and have a poor level of customer service. It just means I'm open and shopping again. I got my needs met to some degree, a transactional need, but now I'm shopping for someone else. I'm shopping for a better price. I'm shopping for better service. I'm shopping for more care. I want to be able to plant this with someone I trust or an organization I trust, and they get it done. So Zig Ziglar said it this way. Discipline yourself to do the things you need to do when you need to do them. And the day will come when you will be able to do the things you want to do when you want to do them. Everybody wants to get to heaven. No one wants to die to get there. We've got to do the job and do it well. Agmandino said, the only certain means is to render more and better service than is expected of you, no matter what your task may be. And Mary Barra said, my definition of innovative is providing value to the customer. So go that extra mile. Fulfill on the basics. Next part of that is systemize the basic until they're flawless. You want to systemize the basics until they're flawless. Here's why. One of the key ingredients to building trust is consistency. You want to be a good parent. You want to be a good husband. You want to be a good spouse. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. And consistency with people is hard because we're all naturally inconsistent. So guess what? That's where routines come in. That's where habits come in. And that's where systems come in. I have a routine for my morning. When I stick to my routine, I have a good day. When I don't, it's up for grabs. And usually I don't have a good day. So I have a routine for my morning that helps me win the day. In my business, I have routines and then I have systems so that I can be consistent because that's where you build a trust. Standard operating procedures cement what you do, when and how you do things and why you're doing it and why your team does it. And that's why in any kind of business where there's more than one person, even if it's just you to start with, I believe in recording what you do and how you do it. That way, when you have someone join your team, they can start up with that. When I have somebody who's really great at what they do, I'll have them systemize what they do so that A, they could bring someone else along, or B, if they're on vacation, we can support them, or C, if they move on to another opportunity, we have standard operating procedures. We have 14 departments at Buffini Company. We have standard operating procedures for each one because it creates consistency. The purpose of business should be to make life better for people. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's anonymous. But systemize the basics until they're flawless. That's the second thought there. We go the extra mile. And then the third part about going the extra mile, once we fulfill the basics, we've systemized them until they're flawless. Now you want to create the ta-da experience. You know, ta-da, the mints on the pillows. The little unexpected extras. This is really when it goes to town. When you do these ta-da experiences, they don't have to cost a fortune. I have the best and the brightest people come on as guests on our show. Some of them are billionaires and some of them are movie stars and some of them are professional athletes and authors and they're all these kinds of things. But every person who is a guest on this show, I send them a little bag, a little it's a good life bag. And I include a couple of things in the bag. I got my... It's a good life coffee here. Mm, beautifully roasted. This is the good life coffee blend because Danny Iverson, one of our producers here, actually has a little side hustle where he roasts really designer coffee. So I'll send the coffee, a little coffee cup, the it's a good life cup. And again, these aren't for sale anywhere. These are just things that we do for our guests. And then I'll send him a copy. I wrote a book that was became very successful called The Emigrant Edge, and I'll sign a copy of a book. Use the, send the coffee, a little 
coffee mug, and most importantly, a thank you note. And I will tell you across the board, we're six years doing this podcast. Every single time we do it, that doesn't cost a lot of money. It's just a little bit of care and a little ta-da. And the number one feedback we get from every guest we've ever had on here is I've done hundreds of these shows and no one has ever followed up and done anything like this. Matthew McConaughey is a movie star. And he followed up just to say, hey, thanks so much. Took a picture of himself with the goodies. He's a movie star. He can buy lots of coffee. He can buy books. He can buy his own coffee cup. But the fact of the matter is everyone likes to be appreciated and thanked for their business and just a little ta-da. And it makes someone like predisposed to be your advocate. And it makes for a great experience. Jeffrey Gittimer, a great sales trainer, says, isn't it really customer helping rather than customer service? And wouldn't you deliver better service if you thought of it that way? So customer helping. Customer service by its very definition is a defensive position. Helping is an offensive position. We're going to delight you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of this problem in such a way you're so delighted with our services, you're going to tell all your friends and family. Richard Branson. What's great is HBO has a four-part series on him right now, and it's fabulous. And it's interesting to me that he said all his best businesses, he never let the accountants in the room until the business was started. He goes, because the people who are crunching the numbers, will this make a profit and all that kind of stuff? He goes, they kill good ideas all the time. And so he's a very innovative guy. And he says, the key is to set realistic customer expectations and then not just meet them, but exceed them, preferably in unexpected and helpful ways. And he's certainly done that, whether it was Virgin Airlines and many of the other places he's succeeded. And the king of it was Walt Disney, right? Walt Disney, you went to see the parks, you went to the movies, and there was always a wash and ta-da experiences, okay? Have magical moments. Enjoy the magic. That's kind of the phrase that all the staff at Disney are trained to do. And he was a referral guy. The seminal quote of Walt Disney was, do what you do so well that people will want to see it again and bring their friends. Disney Corporation, one of the largest corporations in the world today, started with a guy who was a failed cartoonist with that philosophy. He did okay. He did okay. So we fill the need, we go the extra mile, then we make it extraordinary. Make it extraordinary. The question to ask yourself is, what would wow your customers? Now, it's very important that you decide what's a wow at what different level. So you might have a $50 customer. You can't give them a $50 wow, right? You can't spend the entire amount of the revenue on the wow experience. But if you have a $1,000 customer, you can sure spend 50 bucks on a wow. And if you have a $50,000 customer, you might spend 1000 bucks on a wow. And so just to give you a little criteria there. But start thinking about what would wow your customer. What would be just wow? Maya Angelou said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. When was the last time you had a wow experience? Sam Walton says, the goal as a company is to have customer service that's not just the best, but legendary. Now, here's the ironic part about that. The unique selling proposition of Walmart is sell for less. The unique selling proposition of Walmart is we're going to get you the product at the cheapest possible price. They are notoriously efficient organization. They squeeze out costs throughout the supply chain, throughout their delivery mechanisms, and throughout their sales and service. Their unique selling proposition is about low price. The founder of the company said the goal as a company is to have customer service that's not just the best, but legendary. Here's a thought. If you Google 10 richest Americans, 
Four names in the top 10 wealthiest Americans have the last name Walton. His heirs, four of the 10 wealthiest people in America, are from a guy who said the goal of the company is to have customer service that's not just the best, but legendary. I don't know. Tom Cruise, Warren Buffett, Sam Walton. What the heck do they know? Jeff Bezos, he's joining in because he's talking about having fun with your customers. He said, we see our customers as invited guests to a party and we are the hosts. It's our job to make the customer experience a little bit better than that. Again, Buffett said, at 85, I tap dance to work every day. It isn't because they've cut off my social security or anything. It's because I get to do what I love with people I love and it doesn't get any better than that. So we want to wow our customers. We want to have fun with our customers. And then you want to turn your customers into advocates. You want to turn them into walk and talk and billboards for you. And they will. What else have they got to talk about? About the phone tree they called? If you're ticked off, press one. If you're really ticked off, press two. Are they going to advocate for the airline that didn't show up, that left them stranded, that sent their bags to Timbuktu? They don't have to get to talk about that. Or the package that didn't arrive or the drone at the counter that wouldn't look you in the eye and wouldn't take your order and felt it was a pain in the butt to be there to serve you. People don't get to talk much about great service. So give them something to talk about, right? The Bonnie Raitt song, let's give them something to talk about. That's what we got to do. So make it extraordinary. Well, wow your customers. Have fun with your customers. Turn your customers into advocates. My entire working by referral system is all about creating advocates. We have 20 plus thousand people in our coaching programs that earn on average 10 times that of their peers. Why? Because we're focused on this stuff. We have systems on how to not just meet the need of a customer, but exceed the needs of a customer. James Cash Penny said, courteous treatment will make a customer a walking, talking advertisement. James Penny, you know what Penny stores might be? Ken Blanchard, Escondido man, Rancho Santa Fe native said, just having satisfied customers isn't good enough anymore. If you really want a booming business, you have to create raving fans. Raving fans, one of my most favorite Ken Blanchard books. And that's what we need today. I'm going to say this to you. When you have a raving fan in the world we live in today, they're a raving fan to their friends, just like it's always been. They're a raving fan to their family. They're a raving fan to their customers if they're in business. And now they're a raving fan on social media. They might take to Facebook, onto Instagram, to TikTok. They're going to tell people and they're going to share stories. The fact of the matter is, it's easier today than ever before to get a fan. It's easier today to delight your customers because so many people are just trying to meet the basic needs. I'm just trying to give them what they paid for. And we've become so numbed to it, we're willing to accept just getting what we paid for. But the fact of the matter is, when you fill the need, whether it's transactional and emotional, you do it better than anybody else. You go the extra mile. You do the basics. You systemize them. Then create the tadas, And then you make what you do extraordinary. You wow your customers. You have fun with your customers. And you turn your customers in for advocates. Don't be shocked when they become advocates. Don't be shocked when they tell their friends. A great little story I'll give to you. I always have my mom finish off our podcast. And last year, uh, we moved mom and dad into this uh, care facility in, in Ireland. And it's the best one we could find. And it was classic. My brother Dermot started networking around and he got a referral. My brother Kevin went over and did a whole bunch of the hardcore work with mom and dad to get him, you know, even mentally in a space to make a move. They'd lived in the house from 1957 to 2022. 
So what is that? 43, 65 years in the house. It was a hard move. My mom, when she's there, I went to see her last October and she says to me, they must teach people kindness in here. She goes, all the staff are just so kind. They're just so kind and attentive. Now, what a blessing that was to hear. The second thing is, here's my 92-year-old mom, and now she's taking painting classes, and she's taking embroidery classes, and she has a network. She's actually formed a small group, and she's gone through this experience and where they've taken care of dad in such a beautiful way that they've made a 92-year-old patient of a care facility an advocate. So here's what happens. My mom is pretty on the ball. She's got a great attitude. And sure enough, every time they bring someone into the care home, what do they do? They're wheeling somebody through a lot of times and they have their family with them. And they make sure they bring them by Therese Buffini. Because Therese tells them, oh, they do a great job here. And they bring people in and the food is terrific. And then they have the painting classes and they do this and they do that. And guess what? She's the greatest advocate for the place. Now she's Therese Buffini. She turned to me, she says, you know, they're not paying me for this. And the truth of the matter is they don't have to pay her. They don't have to pay her because she's a delighted customer. And oh, by the way, I'm a delighted customer telling half a million people about this fantastic place. And so the fact of the matter is, delight your customers. No one ever went out of business because they had too many delighted customers. Don't focus on the economy. Don't focus on the interest rates. Don't focus on the politicians. Don't focus on the negative news and the bad weather or whatever the heck is going on. Focus your mind on delighting your customers and you'll have a delightful business. Well, I hope you enjoyed this today. I certainly enjoyed being with you. I hope that we delight you every time you tune in to It's a Good Life. And uh, speaking of delight, one of the people that makes this whole thing happen is the delightful David Lally. And he has a few words to share with you today. Brian, fantastic stuff. Angel delight. You were joking earlier about that. That is a memory, a blast from the past. It was a dessert Brian and I grew up with (laughs) in Ireland. Uh, It was a powder you mixed with milk. And it sounds terrible, but it ended up in this pudding with some kind of flavor. And it was total heaven. It was. Angel delight. It is. There wasn't a kid in Ireland who wouldn't recognize the sound of that packet being taken down from the cupboard. <laughs> so while you're reminding me about angel delight, I'm just reminded about that. That it's, It sounds like uh, the shake of angel delight is a sound that works in many places and obviously in business. Kimmy George uh, left us a review this week. It's a good life. Formerly the Brian Buffini show absolutely is a don't miss show chock full of the best content with the most prominent and current guests on training one to live their best life. Angel Delight, Kimmy, thank you so much. And speaking of delight, the one and only Therese Buffini to send us on our way. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.